Okay, so this morning, um, or today, I wanted to talk to you about having a healthy relationship with food. Now, my relationship with food hasn't always been good. I've not always um, seen food in a positive light and eaten in a positive light. I am, in all honesty, um, addicted to food. I love my food. And that's not always a good thing because it can drive me absolutely around the twist. I have the most insatiable appetite at times. Um, But I didn't know at these times why my appetite was like that. I didn't know enough about the mindset and things that goes into food. It all comes down to mindset and things. I've tried that many different yo-yo diets and lifestyle plans. I've done the cabbage soup thing where all of it is cabbage and ugh, yeah, it's not nice. Um, I've done sort of Slimming World and Weight Watchers and countless other plans and things, but I've always gone off and not managed to stick to them because in my head, I was seeing the word as like a diet and you, you're like instantly depriving yourself of feel like your body or your brain instantly feels it's being deprived of something when you say diet because it's got such a it's i think it's quite a negative word diet because it literally it puts that thing in your head instantly think oh i can't have this i can't eat that when really you should be looking at a healthy lifestyle plan and a relationship with food as a lifestyle plan you should be having a positive relationship with your food you should be enjoying what you're eating not constantly thinking about how many calories something's got or what this is going to do, how much exercise am I going to have to do the next day to work this meal off. You should just be enjoying your food. Food is there to be enjoyed. It's there to be loved and it's there to be appreciated. I mean, I love going out now and having a nice meal out. Whereas I used to dread going out. I used to dread getting that bloating and that bulge and everything afterwards because I just, I could eat and eat and eat. At one point, I could go out and eat like a five-course meal and still one a week when I came back home. And there's ways to deal with it that I've learned. I've done a lot of looking into um, the mindset around food. Like I said, I've done a a lot of looking into what causes us to be hungry, what causes us to feel thirsty. I've I've looked into... You know when people say we think with our stomachs? Well, we literally do think, can think with our stomachs because we've got a, a brain inside our stomach. We have three brains. We have our heart. We have our head. Obviously, the brain in your head, which most people know about. And then you've got a brain in your stomach as well. And that brain in your stomach is responsible for a lot of the your immune system it's it's responsible for so much thing it's a really fascinating subject to get into and if you actually want to get into it a bit more then you can look on google three brains and have a look on google now google is great for finding information out but there's a load of websites and things out there that will help and will give you information uh, and tell you more about that but i've been out there i've looked into it and i've looked into the reasons why i kind of want to eat constantly and there's lots of different reasons. I mean, I feel so guilty sometimes about eating. I'd be like, oh. And I used to take myself off up to bed so I wouldn't eat in the evenings. I'd take myself off to bed at about eight o'clock and I'd just go to bed because then I knew I wouldn't be near the fridge. I wouldn't be near the cupboards. 
I wouldn't be snacking, I just wouldn't be putting all that bad stuff and the nice stuff, you know. Everybody likes, come on, everybody likes crisps, everybody likes sort of biscuits every now and again and chocolate. Oh, don't get me started on chocolate. Chocolate is one of my big downfalls. I love chocolate. Chocolate just has that feel-good factor in it and that's because of what it's got in it. It's got that feel-good sort of hormone thing that, re that releases that hormone into your body when you taste it, when you're like, mmm, yeah. Everybody's got that go-to food that they like. I tend to be, I have a sweet tooth, but sometimes I do, depending on what mood I'm in and depending on what sort of day I've had, I can switch between a savoury tooth and having a sweet tooth. And I can have both. And if you start to look into that a little bit more, your emotions and how you're physically feeling and how, what sort of day you've had play a big part on the foods that you want to eat, your desire for food. They play a big part on, yeah, comfort eating if you want to, if you're stressed or anything, then you, you, you tend to want to comfort eat as well. But there are things like chocolate, you can go to chocolate. They say you go to chocolate because you want to feel loved and chocolate just gives you a big hug. It does, you know. Um, I like sort of salt, tend to like salty and savoury foods when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling, um, what's the word? Sort of not stressed, I'm anxious, but when I'm feeling a bit, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? When I feel a bit down, food is a pick me up. So I know when I'm tired, when I've not had enough sleep that I can go to food because it'll give me that sort of boost. Sometimes it's a sugar boost. Sometimes it's just that feel good factor that lifts your energy up, that boosts you a bit. But if you, there's other ways of doing that without having to turn to food and without having to get that guilt factor after. But when you've got a loving relationship with food, when you appreciate your food, when you know what goes into it. I mean, I do a lot of cooking. I do a lot of um, making meals from scratch and things. I get the kids involved. And I find that that really helps me in terms of I've developed that love of food again in a good way because I'm looking at more at what's going into the food side of it by creating stuff from scratch. I'm looking into the ingredients because let's face it, we are what we eat. If we're not leading, say, a healthy lifestyle in inverted commas, if we're not thinking about what we're putting into our bodies and really looking at that and the foods that sustain us, then we're not going to get as much out of our bodies as we want so we're not going to be really productive we're not going to get the right sort of energy levels we're going to get those crash and burns it's like when you have too much when you have that you've had you've had like sugar or something so you've had a whole chocolate bar or you've had um a donut or do you know what i mean when you go out and you have you just want something sweet it's like having an energy drink you have an energy drink your energy levels, yes, will go up because they're full of sugar and sugar will boost your energy levels. But then you'll come crashing back down once that's once that wears off. And by eating the right foods and having that healthy relationship with food, you're preventing that because your body is eating the right sources of vitamins. It's getting the right balance of sugars and proteins and carbohydrates and things. And knowing about these foods and knowing about what they do to your body and the impact that they have, is massive it just changes the way that you you think and the way that you look at things and also what you put into it now for me from as you know if you've 
listened to some of my other podcasts, you'll know the type of relationships that I was that I was in. Um, you'll know that my self-esteem and everything, and that I was a big comfort eater. Yeah, I was a comfort eater. I still am a comfort eater. I hold my hands up high. I still use food sometimes as my biggest go-to when I've had an argument or, you know, when, yes, when I'm overtired or when, you know, you've had bad news or you just, you just want to eat. It just gives you that feel-good factor. But it's finding ways around that. It is finding coping strategies. It is finding the coping mechanisms, ways to deal with that. It's looking into it. So for me, I use going out on my bike as well that for me is a big release I use exercise going out on a nice bike ride getting out of the fresh air otherwise I can just I can feel it building up inside me that you know when you get that pent up feeling you're like, oh, I need to go out I need to do something I'm like getting agitated and then I start to go to the fridge and use food as an escapism because it just gives you that feel good factor and you don't want that so yeah, going out on the bike, going out exercising, going for a walk in the fresh air, going out into my garden even, just doing something that changes the way that you're feeling. Sometimes having a drink, drinking water, water is amazing. It is free stuff that you get out of your tap, you get out in bottles. And do you know what? If you drink more water, you will feel fuller. And it's also when you're hydrated, when you're body is has the right amount of water in it and the right volumes of stuff in it it doesn't send those signals out saying that you could confuse with being hungry because sometimes because when you're thirsty it's the same signal that gets released from your brain from your stomach and everything to your body that says you need to eat so you mistake that for being thirsty for being hungry and you're not you really are just thirsty so before you sort of put food into your mouth, stop, think, and have a drink. I've actually used to have a post-it note on my fridge that said, stop, think, have a drink. So before I go refrigerating, I actually stop and have a drink. So by stopping and having a drink, you're actually bridging that gap. You're actually making your body think first and think, oh, hold on a minute. Do I actually need food or is it? more that I'm thirsty so that's one way of um, doing it as well and it just nourishes your body giving it water the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning is I will have a drink of water I have a bottle of water next to my bed I have a bottle of water like downstairs next to where I sit so I take my tablets with some water and I make sure that my body is hydrated another thing that I've noticed is that people don't understand what a healthy relationship with food is. People don't understand that when they go on, sort of try these lifestyle plans out, or when they go on these sort of weight loss journeys, because it is a journey, because it has its ups and its downs. It's not a straight road. You will fall off the wagon. You will revert back to old habits. Um, having the right support network and the right way to tools to know what you're doing and to be successful at your weight loss journeys and goals and your healthy lifestyle plans is a big part and finding the right sort of support groups 
because there are support groups out there you don't have to go and join meetings and things although you can do if that's what works for you for me i found a really good supportive community on facebook there is a really good facebook group out there which if anybody wants a link to then pop me a message and i can send it you but it's really good we have there's loads of tips lifestyles everything there is everything from a personal trainer in there there is exercise there is mental health help you know to do with the emotional and psychological reasons for eating there's literally bits of everything in there and the group it's called it's called empowering your beautiful balance and it's a really really good group on facebook so you want to check it out you want the link or anything then let me know and i will put the link in the comments or something for you but yeah for me I had to go out there and I had to really look into it. I had to find out the reasons behind why I was eating so much, why I was feeling this way. And I have um, part of mine, as well as it being psychological, part of mine is I have um, I have a thyroid functioning problem. So my body kind of never feels full. I can eat and eat and still not feel full. It's not having that thing. So I have to make my body feel full. I have to drink sort of water and kind of trick my brain and my body into thinking that they're sort of full and also I have to block the signals as well so I take some supplements which help with that and I take my medication and things and I make sure that I drink enough water throughout the day I make sure that I'm drinking plenty of fluids so that I'm not gonna get to that point where I'm Ugh, my body's just screaming eat me but it gets like that sometimes when if you don't have your three stable meals a day either knowing that breakfast is the most important meal of the day because i used to skip breakfast a lot as well and i know a lot of people do that there are a lot of people out there that skip breakfast and then when it comes they just snack mid-morning and they or they just as soon as they put something into their mouth at lunchtime it's like they can't stop eating because i was like that i can't stop eating so by having three healthy balanced meals a day looking at what you're putting into your body considering the reasons behind your eating habits behind your hunger things like boredom are you bored are you stressed your moods are you getting enough sleep it's about considering that whole picture and taking that into taking that look as a whole and that's what I had to do and I had to go out there and figure it all out so don't just delve into these yo-yo diets don't just delve into the next shiny great thing that comes out there my biggest piece of advice for you when it comes to developing a healthy relationship with your food a healthy relationship with yourself is to definitely look at the bigger picture look at what's causing these things for you for you yeah it might be a bit painful yes it might be a bit uncomfortable for you to really delve into and look into but in the long term looking at these habits looking at the bigger picture taking a look keeping a food diary if you need to keep a a mood diary you know a journal how are you feeling at the time when you're going to reach for this particular food helps as well it gives you that understanding it's developing that love for yourself it's developing that understanding it's becoming an expert on yourself because only you can be the change that you want to see only you can change your lifestyle can change your relationship with food and switch it around and obviously if you are if you have got a really really unhealthy relationship with food if you have have got some of the signs of maybe 
eating disorders or you cannot see yourself stopping being able to eat this way then maybe seek a bit of advice from a professional go out there and speak to your doctor ask your doctor for some help as well I mean yeah we've all we can all have big appetites but sometimes our appetites can really harm us they can when you're getting to the point where you cannot stop eating which is what prompted me because I was feeling really really disgusted with myself I was feeling really like something's not right here it doesn't matter what I do I had to yes I went to the doctors and I spoke to the doctor in length and it took me I don't know countless visits before I actually got to the bottom of what was causing my issues in terms of the medical side of things rather than the sort of mental because the mental I can work on it was the there was something that wasn't quite right that no matter what I tried wasn't working so that's why I went to my GP and said look something's not right here I cannot control this appetite sort of thing and I've also got help from the supplements that I take as well because they're helping me massively in terms of making me feel fuller for longer as well they're blocking those signals so yeah just look at the bigger picture as well like I say take everything into consideration don't beat yourself up if you fall off the wagon if you have a cheat day everybody's you know really develop that love for food again rather than beating yourself up rather than hating yourself for eating too much and just enjoy it and find a lifestyle plan that works for you find somebody that can help you if that's me then great I can help and I can share my experiences I no means am I a qualified dietitian or anything I've got life experience I can share my experiences and they can help but yeah so just really look at the bigger picture when it comes to food and developing that healthy relationship because you can do it if I can do it then you can do it and there is so much more to food and so much more to understanding your bodies and that's what it goes into it goes into learning about your body learning what you how you can and can't push your body learning what your limitations are learning what your downfalls are learning what sort of what makes you tick get to know yourself again get to know your body get to have that loving relationship with yourself and with food i love food food is amazing and my passion for food and cooking yeah i've it's gone from strength to strength since i've learned all this and since i've delved into it properly so i'm going to leave it there i want you to go out there and look into these things for yourself i want you to develop an amazing relationship with your food learn to love your food again don't hate your food don't hate yourself don't put yourself on guilt trips and love yourself unconditionally you need to have that amazing relationship with yourself and with your body and that is one of the biggest steps that you can take for yourself so thank you for listening i appreciate everyone that listens leave me some feedback leave me some stars and let me know what you're getting from these and i really do appreciate you take care have an amazing day love to you all bye bye Hey, so I wanted to talk to you about um, your gut health and basically simple ways you can improve your digestive health. So if it's the first time that you're listening, welcome. Really appreciate you taking the time out and listening to this podcast. Check out my other podcasts and feel free to leave me some voice messages. I'd love to hear some feedback from you all.
So yeah, your gut health. Why is your gut health so important? Why is it important to look after your digestive system? It's part of those three brains that you have that all interlude and all work together. So you've got the brain in your head, which is your first brain that everybody automatically knows about and thinks does all your your thought processes and your thinking and everything like that. Then you've got your gut. There's actually a brain or a or um, a system in your in your stomach, and that is basically where seventy percent of your immune system also lives. So your gut actually plays a vital role in protecting you against viruses and pathogens. It's your gut lining that protects your insides, just as your skin protects your outsides from harm. It also has a lot to do with your mental health as well. If your gut and if you, if your gut lining and if what's going on inside your stomach isn't right, then it can really affect other things in your body. Your brain and your stomach and your gut communicate with each other. Basically, your enteric nervous system, which is millions of neurons inside your gut, communicates with your brain. 90% of your serotonin is also made and also comes from inside your gut and that's a hormone that affects your moods it's produced by the cells in your gut so having an unhealthy gut and digestive system it can trigger things like your anxiety depression it can also have things to do with like mood swings and everything so you need to include probiotic rich foods or supplements and these will help decrease things like your anxiety and also how your moods and things are feeling and you know what sleep has a massive effect a lack of sleep as many of the the sleep influencing neurotransmitters, things like serotonin, dopamine, and melatonin are produced in your gut as well as your brain. So your sleeping habits and diet directly affect how your gut produces these important sleep chemicals. So it's really important that you include probiotics in your diet as well because they're a really important part of keeping your gut and everything healthy. And it was only when I started looking into what I was eating and looking into factors that can affect different things in my body, that can affect how everything reacts. You know, we literally are what we eat. What we are putting into our bodies effectively is what we are getting out of them. So be aware of what you're eating. Be aware of all the different aspects that can influence your internal health from externally. That's why I always think that we definitely are what we eat. We definitely get that vibe. And people think, oh, it's just a phrase to turn a phrase. But it's not. It's so much more than that. And that's what I'm discovering on my journey with sort of self-discovery and learning about food and I'm learning to love things again I'm learning to love eating my food and learning about the different things that are in foods and the food groups and things and digestion probiotics help your gut stay healthy and balanced they replenish the good bacteria that's inside your stomach having a healthy and balanced gut will keep your body healthy and it will help with the absorption of nutrients from your foods as well and you know what People go on about the skin health and about having acne and things like that. Acne is a sign of an actual internal balance within your body. It's your body getting rid of toxins and things. It's basically, it can be a sign that you're not getting enough nutrients. It can be a sign that your body is lacking in something and poor food decisions. 
your skin is the first area that these decisions are going to show up in so when you have things like outbreaks look at what you've eaten yes they can be hormonal and related to your time of the month and thing but also look at other factors that come into it have you eaten a lot of greasy food that week have you stuffed your face full of chocolate things like that they just all literally add up and mount up to what you're actually eating so let's look at some other simple ways that you can improve your digestive health you can include more fiber and whole grains your body requires at least 25 grams of fiber on a daily basis to keep your colon in proper working order basically you've got two types of fiber you have a soluble fiber and an insoluble fiber soluble fiber is what it basically dissolves in water and breaks down to like a gel consistency insoluble fiber doesn't dissolve in water it helps to protect your stomach it helps that it's that thing that helps keep you fuller for longer so include more soluble fiber you need to eat things like more porridge more oats peas beans apples citrus fruits carrots and barley do you know what these foods will also help control your cholesterol and your blood sugar levels as well which there's so many systems in your body that interact together that work together that help your you to lead a healthier lifestyle so yeah so you could be adding if you wanted to include more insoluble fiber you could be adding in whole wheat flour wheat bran nuts beans veggies like cauliflower and green beans to your diet it's simple changes that will help you lead this healthier lifestyle that will help your gut and your tummy become healthier it will also help keep your bowel movements regular and help to com combat constipation massive massive things that you can do that can all help drinking more water people forget about water and how much of a big part of our lives water should be the combination of high fiber and water increases the efficiency of your digestive system by helping it to soften and break down the foods so your body can actually absorb the nutrients it also like helps soften your stools and make you have regular bowel movements. You know, let's face it, who who enjoys going to the toilet and passing the number two when you sat there and you're like squeezing it out? It's not nice, is it? So by drinking more water, it'll help you to pass your stools more easily along with the fiber and things as well. It's actually recommended that you drink at least eight glasses of water a day. Now it may seem a lot, but when you think about it, it's not really. I mean, I have a glass, if you think the average glass of water holds about 200 mils, so it's like eight of those. And if you think you have things like cups of tea, um, I drink my tea 12, then I have at least three of them sort of cups a day. Um, bottles of water, when you think, when you drink a bottle of water, a bottle of water is about 500 mils on average, so you, you are getting an intake. There's a lot of veggies and things that contain water as well that can help you increase your intake. It also varies depending on how active you are, what your body weight is, and what sort of climate you live in. Obviously, if you're in a hotter climate, you're going to be drinking um, a lot more. So, signs of dehydration, things like lightheadedness, little or no urine output, headaches, confusion, they're all types and um, symptoms of dehydration. It means your body needs more water. Staying hydrated will keep your muscles and your joints working better. It helps to keep your body cool and it helps keep your blood and everything circulating around the system as well. Quite often we mistake our neurosignal that our body transmits to our brain for being hungry. 
when we're like we're just thirsty the two signals are actually the same now i have a top tip here if in doubt i have a little post-it note that goes on my fridge and it says on it stop think and take a drink we're supposed to drink before meals we're supposed to have a drink a glass of water like first thing in the morning it helps get your body started and wake up your vital organs do you know drink a glass of water but half before and after each meal and if you start implementing these things it'll help your food move more easily through your digestive system it'll help keep you feeling fuller for longer it'll also help your body as well it helps you to maintain your focus and stay alert through the day do you know what i mean simple changes really do make a big difference if you get headaches in the evening if you feel tired or lightheaded or nauseous and sweat little even when it's hot you just need to drink more water give it a go and see how you get on just simple little things that you think ah yeah maybe i should be doing that do you know what i mean eating more green leafy veg things like kale spinach anything that's high in fiber and other nutrients like like folate vitamin k vitamin c and vitamin a they all help boost your digestive system and help you keep working properly and running smoothly okay i've already spoke about you having a second brain in your stomach called the enteric nervous system or the ens it's basically has two thin layers of over a hundred million nerve cells lining your gastrointestinal tract from your esophagus to your rectum it's fine. There's literally, if you want to learn more about your second brain and learn about all how they communicate and everything, then I've actually done um, a PDF and there's some links in a PDF that I've done that I can send you. So just pop me an email and I'll quite happily send you that out. We are quite literally what we eat and our digestive systems are literally directly impacted by the food we eat and the lifestyle choices we meet. We meet, we make even. You know what? It's as simple as switching out processed meals for good home-cooked, wholesome meals. If you plan your meals out for the week ahead, use a meal planner. It, make me, it makes meal times less stressful. It also helps with getting the kids involved with cooking and seeing how to cook meals on a budget too. The detail literally is in the planning. I mean, we've made homemade pizzas before now from scratch and I had some basic tomato sauce left over. So I just popped it in the fridge and used it to make meatball sauce the next day. Pepped it up with a few little more herbs, some more basil. And there you go, I've got another meal in minutes. So yeah, there's also, there's so much that you can do. So many things that you can start to do that will help to make you feel better. Things like reducing your fat intake, foods that are high in fat, slow your digestive process making. And it makes you more prone to being sluggish and constipated and just that yucky, uh feeling. Make sure you choose like lean meats. They'll help you to reduce your fat intake. As fatty meats can, be un can make your body feel uncomfortable when they're digesting it. Healthy meats like pork loin and chicken, skinless chicken, mazes. I love the summer, me, because you get the barbecue out. Barbecuing and grilling is a great way to get rid of excess fat and juices from your meat. And it tastes absolutely amazing too. Find yourself a good local butcher or that will literally knows how you like your cuts of meat and it will provide you with a decent, good service. And you'll cut all the fat and everything off it and just trim it the way you like it. Or look for the slimmers packs. There's butchers out there that do slimmers packs and it's really, really lean mints and chicken and things. And they look after you. 
and it also helps you do thinking so you can eat many small meals rather than a few large ones that prevents you from getting extremely hungry and eating too much as well eat your meals more slowly chew your food give your body time to register that you've eaten and that signal and to reciprocate that you're no longer feeling hungry eating too fast makes it more likely that you'll eat larger amounts before you realize that you are full and that's when you get that bloated and that stretching of your stomach and it just makes you feel really uncomfortable small meals at the same time every day so your body can literally anticipate the meal and physiologically prepare for it and obviously another one is make sure your your plate half your plate is fruit and veggies just yeah naturally fill your fill your face full of salads or you know your veggies your carrots you're having a sunday dinner make sure you've got most of your plate is veggies rather than your meat and things chew your food thoroughly it helps your digestive process so there's loads of little different things that you can do loads of things that you can improve your digestive health i mean exercise is a great one as well um I like going out on my bike. Recently, I've had to ease back on my bike riding because my lupus has been flaring up. Um, but you're supposed to exercise at least 30 minutes a day. What is good for the entire body is literally good for your digestive system. Exercise reduces stress, it controls your weight, and it helps your intestines to contract normally, which moves food through your system. So when you're doing exercise, it should be strenuous enough to increase your heart rate. Do something you enjoy doing though, like fast walking, jogging or biking. And if you've got any other health concerns like high blood pressure, heart problems, make sure you do discuss any new exercise plans with your doctor and your GP before starting. It's the same with taking any supplements if you're unsure, unsure of anything. Always ask your GP. And exercise should be fun, otherwise you're not going to stick at it and enjoy the benefits of it at all. Okay, so you can take, I talked about probiotic, uh, probiotic and prebiotic supplements. Prebiotic supplements um, will help you get enough fiber in your diet. They'll promote the growth of a healthy gut bacteria and they'll alleviate constipation. You should make sure you're also eating prebiotic foods such as oatmeal or berries, just things that I've mentioned before. And probiotics are bacteria and yeasts that are similar to those naturally occurring in your digestive tract and aid digestion. Probiotic supplements can aid, can help treat diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome and ulcers. And make sure you're also adding enough vitamins and minerals to your diet. Essential vitamins are those that your body needs to function properly. They include vitamin A, B, C and D. Adequate vitamin levels are necessary for your body to process proteins and carbohydrates, fatty acids, absorb iron and maintain immune functions. So supplements can also help you avoid your deficiencies. Nobody likes to be deficient in anything. I mean, I supplement my diet using good, clean products that I know are backed by science and I know will not only improve my digestive health but my overall health and well-being too. I like to give my body that best possible fighting chance and pack it full of the good stuff it needs, not only to boost my immune system, but to help it detox and reset itself too. That's why I chose to drink T12. Now, for me personally, it's like literally drinking in a cup of sunshine every morning. It just makes me feel good from the inside out. I also take something now called Skinny. Well, it's called Shape. It's a Skinny pre. It's a Skinny 
um, probiotic. It's really good. So for me, by taking my T12 and by taking my shape, I'm basically helping to boost my immune system. I'm giving my digestive system the support it needs. I'm improving my gut health. I'm getting better sleep. I'm actually sleeping loads better as well. I have noticed that. My moods are a lot better. My metabolic health is improving. And I'm also noticing a massive difference in terms of my anti-inflammatories and my joints and things i am noticing that they're less sort of swollen and stiff and it has been helping with that so that is all linked to having a healthier digestive system so you need to really start to think about think about things that you're being affected by think about your own body listen to your body more take care of it more your body knows what's best for you as well so when you start listening to your body, you start being more aware of things that are going on, things that you're putting into your body, and you will improve your overall health. And by doing so, you'll notice a massive difference in the way that you're feeling, in your emotions, in your overall health in general. So I hope that you've had some value from this, that you've learned a few things, and that you are going to start to take care of your internal system, your digestive system. If nothing else, drink more water. Think about what you're putting into your body and what you're getting out of it. Lead a happier, healthier lifestyle and really do start taking notice of it. Take care of yourselves. I'm Natalie Allen, so this has been my podcast on improving your digestive system and leading a happier, healthier gut. Take care and I will speak to you all soon. And don't forget to leave me a voice message. Ta-ta for now. Hello and welcome to another episode in my love your food and develop a healthy relationship with it. So today I'm going to talk about coffee and biscuits. Who doesn't like a good cup of coffee with a biscuit on the side? I mean, come on, I used to beat myself up about eating biscuits with my coffee, but it's just one of those pleasurable things. I love to get a good custard cream and give it a good dunk in my coffee and then eat it. And I'm gonna cause a bit of sort of, mm, one of those funny look sort of things. You, I love having a brew and being able to dip my biscuit in it. I don't care what people think. It's like, yay. I just enjoy doing it for some reason. I don't tend to have. I used to um, not, I used to be one of those people that I'd make a brew and I'd have a biscuit with my brew and then next thing the whole packet of biscuits would like disappear sort of thing. You know the ones that the ones I mean where you just you can't just help yourself. Biscuits are dead Moorish and next thing you know, before you know it, like the packet the full packet's gone, the entire packet's gone. I mean there's nothing wrong with having a biscuit with your brew and you're either gonna be a dunker or a non-dunker. Now I'm a dunker, as I've just said. I love dipping my custard creams into my coffee. Some people do, some people don't. I just, I don't know. I just like doing it for some reason. They've always done it. I blame my dad, I think. My dad had a, it was a dunker. I'm not too sure if my mum's a dunker or not, but I know I'm a dunker and my dad was a dunker. So maybe it's a hereditary thing. Who knows? But yeah, there is nothing wrong with having biscuits with your brew. 
it's learning to just apply a little bit of restraint and not demolishing like the entire packet as I used to do. In fact, I probably still could do if I didn't have that little sort of voice going, yeah, you know what, you eat these, you're gonna be like regretting it later sort of thing. Um, I still enjoy my biscuits. And yeah, I do listen to the voice sometimes, the inner voice, the inner chatter. It does have its good moments as well as its bad moments. Um, so yeah, that inner chatter that tells you when to stop. Sometimes it tells you to just keep on going. I think that's a comfort thing as well. We, we comfort eat, don't we? Um, we're a nation of, we have grey and wet days, so we turn to food. Who hasn't turned to food when they felt a bit off or they felt a bit miserable or, you know, you've had a breakup and you go grab your favourite bar of chocolate from the shop and a bottle of wine and one thing leads to another and before you know it, you wallow in and you're like, oh, why? And then the next day you sort of think, you find the hangover or, or you're like, why did I do that? You know, you just overindulge. Now, one of my mottos that I follow is indulge yourself a little Make sure you love yourself a lot. Now, yep, that means it's okay to have that packet of biscuits. It's okay to have that chocolate bar. Just don't get on that downward spiral of, you know, having too much, overindulging, and just letting go completely. I mean, you know what I mean? Where you just like stuff, 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 stuff your face, you can't sort of stop. You might, you've got a conveyor belt from the fridge to your mouth. I know a lot of people have had that during lockdown and things. I know I did at one point. It's just reining it back a bit, having that little bit of self-control. And yeah, enjoying your food, enjoying those biscuits and dunking them in your coffee or your tea even. Don't know, you might be a tea person. There used to be one point where I'd always have to have a biscuit with my brew. Now I can just enjoy drinking a hot drink without having to reach for a biscuit if I don't want to. I can take it or leave it. It's one of those things I've learned to deal with that. I've learned to deal with it. And as you grow and you master your mindset and you master control and everything over your thoughts and your body and you know your actions and things and you learn the reasons behind it, digging a little deeper and everything, then you learn to to be able to recognise these things. You learn to be able to recognise when you're on a complete downward spiral on it or the difference between that and when you just want a biscuit with your brew. You know, there is a difference and it's recognising that as well and knowing that you can stop and that you are in control and you can totally take back your power and you can totally know that you are in control of every thought you think, every action you take and every sort of word that you speak. So yeah, today it's been about coffee and biscuits, you know, and enjoying a brew with a biscuit, a coffee with a biscuit. One of life's little pleasures for me is dunking a custard cream or a digestive or something into my brew. Am I going to feel guilty about it? No. Am I going to be telling myself off for having sort of snack time, so to speak, it's like I'm in school then. Um, if I'm in a brew, a biscuit with my brew, no, I'm not. It's a biscuit in a brew, you know? Yes, people will say, oh, you know, the healthier things that you can be eating, there's healthier things you could be snacking on, etc. You know, but I enjoy a mid-morning biscuit with my brew. It's as simple as that. 
Life is too short not to enjoy the simple pleasures, not to enjoy the little things that you enjoy doing in life. Just know that you can change sometimes, it is possible. It is possible to lead a healthy lifestyle, it is possible to have a biscuit with your brew. It's possible to have an entire packet of biscuits with your brew if that's what you want, right in that moment, if that's how you feel and that's what you want, then that's okay. Just know that there are healthier sort of things and ways that you can deal with what's going on at that moment to make you want that packet of biscuits. So yeah, have a think about that. Divulge it, take it in, let me know your thoughts, let me know if you think I'm a total raving loony, if you're wanting to hear more from me, then you can follow me on my social media platforms. I'm Natalie Allenson, I'm on Facebook, I'm Lupus Mum on Instagram. I've also got my own sort of blog space as well, and it's lupusmum at blogspot.com. So yeah, let me know your thoughts, I'd love some feedback on these podcast sessions, and voice messages if you want to leave voice messages and give me stars or however the whole shenanigans work because I'm not into it but yeah just let me know I'd love to hear from you take care have a wonderful day and look after yourselves love to you always ta-ta for now Okay, so welcome back to another episode of developing a healthy relationship with your food. A healthy, happy tummy equals a happy mummy. Yeah, that's right. So I'm being on a journey in January of basically, I took and participating in vegan, veganuary, I think is how you say it. And yeah, it's interesting. So I'm talking to people and I'm learning more about people and the fact that we are very much becoming what we eat. So we are, through this journey, I'm becoming self-aware of what I'm putting into my body in terms of the way that it affects my productivity, it affects my mood, my mental health. The food that we eat really does play a really big part on our, the way our body reacts to the way we think and, th- and the way we do things as well. And it suddenly struck me this morning, or I had kind of like a thought, you know these, it's meat but it's not meat, sort of plant-based foods? I mean, I'm about to tuck into a vegan-friendly oink without the oink um, bacon sandwich, if that makes sense. But it's like, is it really, when you give up meat and you give up... um, like eating certain foods and and leading a different lifestyle is, is it really then makes sense to go back and have like the it's not meat products or is it wrong does it make it wrong i know i'm kind of in two minds about that but anyway this is a bacon it's not bacon sandwich it's the oink it's without the oink whatever you want to call it bacon butty that I'm about to tuck into and for some reason today I listened to my body because it was craving a bacon butty I wanted a bacon butty and I've not wanted a bacon butty for I don't know however long but this morning I should say it's now lunchtime I've not really eaten anything um, all morning uh, I've not particularly done it because I'm fasting or anything. I've just not been in the mood for food, not really wanted to eat. 
But now, now I've cooked something, it's like almost like I, want, I don't want to stop eating. My appetite's just gone like, oh, my taste buds are like wanting to taste and eat. And so I've got to have some sort of restraint, haven't I? I can't just eat the entire contents of the fridge. Um, and that's what this is. I'm just like rambling on talking to you just about my thoughts and thinking what you think. So if you have any suggestions or if you've tried these sort of products, these plant-based like fake steaks, um, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see that I've been posting pictures of lots of colourful recipes and meals and things that I've been trying because it really has opened up my eyes and opened up the way I'm sort of looking at food and I'm enjoying cooking again and enjoying actually trying out foods and things. I just need to find that happy medium and learn to eat at the right times and things because if I don't eat like for long periods of time and then I put something into my mouth, I know that I'm just going to want to stuff my face and keep eating. It's that um, it's like a trigger in your brain. Your brain's felt felt like it's been starved, so all of a sudden it wants to like crave and eat and eat and eat and eat. And with me, that sensation doesn't stop all the time because I've got a thyroid problem. My appetite, once it's on fire, it's literally I can eat and eat and eat and eat for England. I mean, you remember they you've seen like in America and places like where they do the pie eating contest. Well, do you know what? I'm like, I could eat a five course meal sometimes and just literally keep on going. So, yeah. And I do get, I do feel guilty about it sometimes, but then I don't punish myself. I've learned not to punish myself. I've learned just to take each day as it comes. And if I do binge eat or I do have an off day, then that's okay. I just pick myself up the next day or the next meal and, and carry on. That's something else that I've learned, is not to punish yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Take each day as it comes if you are trying to lead a healthier lifestyle and you are doing similar things to what I'm doing. But yeah, I'd love to hear back from you. Leave me a message, leave me a voice message or a chat and let me know what you think. How are you feeling and what are your feelings on leading plant-based lifestyles and veganism and pescatarianism and the different things? Because before I turned to vegan for January I've been a pescatarian for I've forgotten how many years now Um, maybe 15 years if not more or is it longer certainly since I had my daughter anyway once she's turning 18 so yeah talking 18 years maybe and I enjoy that lifestyle and it just it doesn't bother me I like my fish but at the minute when doing the Veganuary, I am not missing the fish at all. I'm not missing anything apart from chocolate and some sweet treats. So any recipes will be gratefully received. Let me know. I'm popping off now. I do hope to speak to you soon. And I hope you've enjoyed listening to me. And like I say, leave a comment, pop me a message, connect with me on social media, or check out my blog, which is lupusmum.blogspot.com. I'd love to hear from you. Take care. Bye-bye. Veganuary. Welcome to my podcast. This is about my experience with doing Veganuary. People might say, what's it all about? Why do you bother? I did it because I set myself a challenge. I wanted to know what it was like to go without, to not be able to have something. Um, And I wanted to do it to see if 
it had any health implications on my body as well to see if I noticed any changes, if it was beneficial to me. So yeah, I did the Veganuary, the whole no eggs, no butter sort of, no chocolate, oh, that was probably my biggest thing that I miss, chocolate and eggs. I do like my eggs, I do like a good um, bit of egg and, and that. So don't get me wrong, I was pescatarian before I tried to do the Veganuary thing, um, so I only ate fish. And yeah, I was I was pescatarian for the last count of how many years now, getting on a bit more, you know. But now the Veganuary thing, it opened up my eyes, it made me consider more about what I was putting into my body, it made me think, it made me try new foods. I mean, oh, the fake steak, that's like amazing. It made me read food labels and actually look into products and things. You would have thought that milk was actually in the crisps that you eat. It's like, whoa. So yeah, so Seabrooks is great. I love Seabrooks crisps because the majority of those are um, vegan friendly, which is good. I think the other half kind of didn't enjoy it as much because he does the shopping. But it was whole eye-opening for me. Um, yeah, by the time the 1st of February came, I was well wanting my sort of piece of fish again and to have some chocolate and oh, cake. I missed cake, although I did come up with some really nice tasty vegan alternatives for a sweet tooth. I mean, I love the um, cornflake cake recipe with the cornflakes and maple syrup and peanut butter. Oh, that was just a die for. If you've not tried it, go and try it. Measure out a decent couple of cups of the cornflakes. Oh, I've got the hiccups now. Measure yourself out a couple of decent cups of cornflakes, melt some peanut butter and some maple syrup in a pan, and then just mix it in with the cornflakes and stick it in the freezer and let it set. And it's, oh, it's so tasty. And yeah, I did find an alternative to chocolate too, which is to make my own like cocoa and sort of coconut oil and add a few some maple syrup and some other things and they even found out that honey vegans don't eat honey because they believe that it's to do with the bees farming and stuff and being found etc a bit like battery chickens and all that and so yeah it's definitely been an eye opener and if you've not tried it try it for a day see how you get on and then extend that day it's all about broadening your horizons it's about opening your eyes and yeah people say oh I miss a sausage I mean, everybody loves a good sausage, let's face it, whether you're pescatarian or not, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the meals and actually cooking and finding alternatives to things that I usually love. And now and now, I've done, a, I've done one on here on oint without the oint. I just got one morning, I was just like craving a bacon butter and it was like, oh, what can I have? And then I went out and found this. Uh, vegan friendly um, sort of bacon stuff and it was really nice it's tasty as anything it doesn't look too appetising kind of looks a bit like dog treats but yeah it tastes nice and even my kids like it so it's all good there but it's definitely opened my eyes and I would recommend set yourself a challenge to try something go go without something when Lent comes I give up chocolate and I think I gave up crisps as well last Lent. I'm not 100% sure, I can't remember that far back. But I always try and do give something up food-wise just to be great, really be grateful for it when I come back to eating it again and just to appreciate my food. So yeah, what will you be able to give up? 
What do you think you could live without for a whole month? Try it for a day. Try it for, see how you get on. See how long you can last. See what ben what benefits it has. I did notice, you know, I did notice that my brain and my body felt a lot kind of cleaner. And there was, I didn't have that stodgy feeling and that sort of unsettled feeling in my stomach. Sometimes that I get when I'm not watching so much what I eat. So it's definitely something that I'm going to do more. I'm definitely going to watch a lot more what I'm eating. Take a lot more fibre and a lot more fruit and things into my diet as well. And just appreciate food. Be grateful for the food that you have. Be grateful that you can have food in the belly, that we've got money to buy food. Not everybody does. That's the whole thing, that's what it made me appreciate. And that's the thing that I'm taking away from Veganuary, is the fact that I am very grateful for the food. I'm grateful for the people that make our food, from the farmer who grows it, and the workers that sow the seeds and fertilise it and look after it and tend the plants and things, and the farmers that look after the cows for everybody that eats meat and things, and the animals and things like that, to the person in the shop that puts it on the shelves. I've look, started looking more at farm shop places as well and getting my fruit and veg from green grocers straight from or no it's more sort of farm to shop places farm shops so it's going straight from the farm to the shop just because it's a lot fresher something else that I learn so yeah look into the foods that you're eating make healthy choices make wise choices because remember when it comes to food and your body you are what you eat and you definitely get out of your body what you put into it. So I'm Natalie, this has been my podcast on Veganuary and my experience with it all. Take care, enjoy your day, enjoy your food, be happy, be healthy and appreciate the things that you have. Love to you always. Hello and welcome to another episode of Have a Healthy Relationship with Your Food, Love Your Food. So today's episode is basically about go-to foods and recognising what causes you to go and have a go-to food. What are the signs of comfort eating? Do you have a food that you go to and that you grab out the cupboard when you're not feeling well? Mine is I love a good chunky hearty vegetable soup or I also grab my soluble vitamin C capsules as well at the minute. They are my absolute go-to in the morning. I will have one of those to drink, not because I want to, but because I know it does my body the world of good. The other thing is recognise how you're feeling, recognise your emotions. Are you an emotional eater? Do you comfort eat? Do you go to certain foods when you're feeling down do you find that you binge on crisps maybe or sweets don't punish yourself when you do that we all have downfalls we all have times when we just want to eat i find that i tend to put a lot of stodge on and a lot of extra weight around my middle area during the winter months because it's that sort of time when 
you know, you don't really want to be having salads and healthy sort of stuff, but you can eat healthily. You can have recipes and things that do do you good, but nobody really wants to be calorie counting. Let's face it, nobody really wants to be sort of weighing out foods and things when they're middle of winter. All you want to do is have those nice sort of stodgy foods, really, I call them, but cook them rather than buy the processed stuff because at least when you're cooking them yourself you know what you're putting into them use healthy good ingredients good quality vegetables they can give you the starch and the sort of comfort that you want and 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 that filling feeling but also check in with yourself and recognize it what's causing you to have these feelings have you just had an argument with somebody are you just eating for the sake of eating because you're bored do you just eat because you're generally feeling like yeah i need a bit of chocolate i need a little pick me up that's fine it's all good and well but don't start on that downward spiral where you're just going to keep eating and eating obviously we've just had christmas we've got that and everybody's feeling a little bit guilty the fact that they've overindulged just get rid of that feeling you're allowed to overindulge remember what tilly's uh, mantra is is love yourself a lot and do in fact it's not love yourself a lot it's indulge yourself a little love yourself a lot which makes total sense when you think about it yes you can have um you indulge yourself a little bit but make sure you're loving your whole self you're taking care of your whole self your mindset your body everything and that you're not going to make yourself feel worse or put too much guilt on yourself for having that piece of chocolate, for having those celebrations or quality street and chocolates over the festive season and everything. It's what it's there for. It's there to be enjoyed. But if you give yourself these little bits over a period of time, rather than just indulging loads at once, then you're gonna. it's going to help you to feel better. It's going to help you to know that it's okay to treat yourself. Yeah, we punish ourselves far too often when it comes to food. When it comes to having a, a meal out or something, we'll say starve ourselves all day and then we'll come to the evening when we're going out for a meal and we're just going to eat and eat and eat sort of thing. Well, restricting what you're eating, restricting yourselves. The word diet itself makes your brain kind of think that you're being deprived of something when you're not really. I prefer to look at things as, as a healthy lifestyle. As a, and I don't mean just eat salads constantly. I mean find the scales, balance the scales, have a bit of both, enjoy a bit of both, and not make yourself feel guilty. Do away with all the guilt. It's about having everything in moderation, isn't it? I mean, come on, girls. Let's face it. Who's thinking now after Christmas and everything? Everybody's gone about resolutions and everything. Who's thinking I need to hit the gym? I need to go to classes. I need to lose that extra junk in the trunk. You know what? Your junk in your trunk keeps you warm over winter. Don't stress about it too much. Don't let the January blues get you down. Don't feel that you're unloved because you've got a few extra pounds on you, you've piled on a spare tyre or two, whatever it is. You will lose it. Don't put yourself yourself and your mind and your body under that much pressure. Do it when you're ready to do it. Get yourself out on your bike. Go for a bike ride. Go for a walk every day. And you'll it'll start, soon start to burn itself off. Yeah, just enjoy being you and enjoy your food don't put too much pressure on your food don't start um, 
allowing yourself to comfort eat too much pick up the phone have a phone call with somebody if you're starting to feel low you're starting to lose your mood or your mindset starts to falter a bit check in with a friend check in with yourself do yourself a daily checklist which activities are making you feel good about yourself do the more of those don't stress about the ironing piling up and things like that do it in little bits and little chunks you know rather than hide yourself away or feel guilty about something write down why you went to that food what made you want to have that food sort of thing and learn to recognize when you're starting to spiral a bit or when you're starting to go and eat those comfort foods more that's the time when you need to pick up the phone that's the time you need to talk to somebody or you need to occupy your mind a bit do a bit of blogging do a bit of podcasting even anybody can podcast and if anybody wants any help with it or wants any tips or anything then just pop me a message i am happy to help you but yeah i'm going to send you all lots of love and light and remember indulge yourselves a little but you've got to love yourselves a lot guys take care have a wonderful new year and remember don't beat yourself up about not meeting those goals do it all in moderation take care speak to you soon Hello. Sometimes it can be a vicious circle when it comes to eating and developing those healthy food habits. You know you've got to eat healthier, you know you've got to exercise more, and you know you've got to drink like plenty of water, but it just doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes things like money can get in the way. You can't always buy the healthier foods because they've put them up in prices. I know it sometimes just sounds like an excuse, but it's not. Cost of living these days can sometimes get in the way, but you needn't spend a fortune. You can go back to basics. You can healthier. It's about finding the right balance. It's about finding out what works for you. So whether that means taking snippets from one program, adding it into another, or doing it as you go along, so long as you're exercising, and so long as that can be walking, it can be running up and down the stairs for however long each day it can be what fits in with your life what fits in with your daily lifestyle what fits in with you what fits in around the kids you can walk and talk you can do your walking meetings on the phone you could go out for a walk on your lunch break those sort of things but going back to basics cooking meals from scratch we have become very much a society of convenience we all love a ping ding meal one that you can bung in the microwave that's already done for you but when you start looking at what's in those meals they're not actually that good for you yeah they may be quick and simple but what you need to look at is what you are putting into your body determines what you are getting out from it and it's going back to basics it's going back to that way of thinking hold on a minute if i'm going to eat this then i need to do this it'll become a, almost like a second habit second nature to you once you get into those break those bad habits and start creating those good habits it will get easier i mean some days i still can wander in the kitchen and just go to the fridge and look at the fridge and think yeah i'll go to the fridge on also sort of almost an automatic pilot mode where i'll go there and i'll look and i know there's chocolate in the fridge and i know there's cakes or it's like lovely nice sweet stuff but what i'll have done is I'll have prepped during that day. I'll have put some like chopped vegetables in there, some peppers, 
a nice little um, hummus dip or something. So I know that when I go to that fridge later on at night, when I'm sat there watching TV or I'm just relaxing or something, and, and that's when your brain starts to listen to the signals more and starts to tell you that you're hungry or you're hangry. If you get a bit sort of... I need to eat or you feel that way like I say my appetite and I'll be completely honest with you my appetite and my brain I wish I could literally just disconnect stick my hand in like my throat or something and just disconnect that signal just snip it off somewhere because it's on constantly it never never switches off and the only way that I have found to switch that signal off is to occupy myself or to go to bed sort of earlier drink more water i've done the drinking the fizzy pop thing and trying to make your belly feel fuller and that sort of thing and it just doesn't work because it's a signal there's something that just doesn't switch off in my body that constantly tells me that i am hungry 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 all the time and yeah i've got a thyroid function problem which doesn't help matters but that's under control i do regular blood tests and things and they're saying that i'm on the right levels it is constant it's on the go so I journal, I blog, I write, I sit there when I'm getting there, when I'm sitting there and I'm thinking I need to eat, I distract myself, I'll write. I'll come in here, I'll talk to you guys. So learn to recognise those signals, learn to recognise the signs and don't let yourself spiral sort of out of control. Don't let yourself start eating. Have your three meals a day, whether that's three small meals or a big meal. I tend to have a sort of a breakfast. Um, although I did kind of skip it this morning till I came in the house and had a bowl of cocoa pops but that was all I had available at the time and I needed to eat something so yes I had that I have got my shakes I just didn't fancy one first thing so learn to recognise those cycles learn to notice what sends you out of control learn to know get to know your body get to know yourself whether that's deep diving writing down what triggers you do you comfort eat why do you comfort eat it's about looking at your habits looking at your lifestyle and seeing where you can make those small changes and where they can have that biggest impact for you have a think about it if you want any help at all or you want to hear more about my journey then yeah i mean i i am still have days where i go to the fridge and i raid it I go to the cupboards and I can walk around and it can really, really get frustrating because then I get the guilt and it's learning to process that guilt, learning to process that emotion in healthier ways rather than just stuffing my face sort of thing. Because it was a point where I was feeling guilty every time I put something into my mouth. Every time I went to eat something, I was like, is this going to put weight on? Yeah, I know I'm a plus-size lady, but I am learning to... It took me a long time to accept my figure and accept my body. I know that I need to lose weight, and I am gradually working on that. And it is coming down, but it's a slow and gradual process. It's not an instant fix. It is something that I work on daily. It is something that I have to work on daily. Because if I don't, I will eat myself into oblivion. And I know that. So it is a struggle but it does get easier and you will have good days and you will have bad days so if you're feeling like you've got a a conveyor belt from the fridge to your stomach or there are days when you just can't seem to stop eating or you want to stop eating and get your appetite and things and manage it and things pop me a message i'm on facebook 
you can pop me a message. It's Natalie Allenson. Just search me on Facebook. Or leave me some comments on this on this blog, on this blog, on this podcast. And we can connect from there. I am more than happy to share a journey with you, to talk, to give you some understanding. Because I know I'm there with it. Yeah. I'm hopping off now. Connect with me. Let's share our journeys together. Let's stop the guilt around eating, the guilt around feeling punk. Because we all get it. We all get times where we just want to eat and stuff. Let's deal with the, the symptoms and the signs. And let's lead healthier lifestyles. Take care of yourselves. Love to you always. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.